this is a made-for-Disney movie, if there has ever been one. Welcome to my take. Well, it's not my take. It's Miguel Crespo's take. Whatever. For inspiration to go. Welcome to my take, Pastor Crespo here. My take is your oasis of inspiration and hope in the desert of negativity and despair. I want to thank you for joining me this episode of the podcast. I have an interesting story to share with you. Um, this is uh, coming, actually, this is coming from, from my state, New York State. It's a story that comes out of Brooklyn, New York, and it uh, came out in UPI. And I have to tell you, this story right here, this story is, uh, if, if there was ever a real-life event that was made for Disney, this is it right here. Anybody that's listening, I, I, I don't even know how to write a, uh, a screenplay or anything like that. But if you have a gift for that, you can make some money with this. And by the way, if you do, I want to cut. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. All right. Here's a story about a, um, well, I, I guess it's a heartwarming story, is, if I can say it. Let, 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 me, let me get to it. I'll explain to you. Here's the title. The title of this story says this. Cow gets new sanctuary home after Brooklyn slaughterhouse escape. That's right. I think the title says it all, right? Here we have a story recently here about a young, uh, a young cow. I don't know what type of cow it is, but uh, this cow was destined to go to a slaughterhouse in Brooklyn, New York, and somehow it got loose from the truck, and the thing took off and began now to become a problem for the people who were running the slaughterhouse. The story goes here that uh, the, the people from the slaughterhouse, when the cow got loose, they were trying to lasso it. They were trying to get it into the truck, but they weren't having any luck. And they didn't, it doesn't say here how long it took for them to find this cow and, and get corral the cow, I guess, bring it back into the truck. But I guess it was a little bit of time. And uh, even people in the neighborhood got involved in trying to track down and catch this cow. Now, as the news article, let me see, what, what, what can I read to you from this article here? The, the article, um, has in it someone who owns, for example, the local pizza house, a pizza shop next to the slaughterhouse. And uh, his name was Vincent Fontana, the owner of Original Pizza. He says that the small black cow escaped from a vehicle just outside the nearby Saba, Saba Live Poultry Slaughterhouse in Brooklyn. He said the people from the slaughterhouse were trying to lasso it. Yeah, people from his pizza place were trying to help out. Other people in the area were trying to get in and join the chase. Eventually, eventually, they got this four-month-old calf back into the truck. But you see, that's not the end of the story because of where it was headed. Uh, there is a place in New Jersey called the Skylands Animal Sanctuary. Somehow this story got, as they say, legs. And the people at the sanctuary heard what had happened, and they actually contacted the slaughterhouse. And I don't know how they worked it out, but they were able to convince the people in the slaughterhouse because of the, I guess it would have been bad press, you know, like a little calf running for its life and they catch it. And what are you going to do with it? Well, you know, the people at the sanctuary spoke to the people at the slaughterhouse who eventually agreed and handed the baby calf over to the sanctuary. So this cow running for its life finally found sanctuary in a place in New Jersey. And the article is interesting because it even says, uh, it, again, it's, it's uh, quoting the owner of the pizza shop. And he's saying, you know, even the people that worked in the slaughterhouse were happy 
that this cow was able to get a second chance at life. They, they, felt, they felt in a way that the little calf had earned it because of what he did. Now, um, I guess there's a lot of directions I could go in, but one of the first things that jumps out to me is, boy, is this a Disney movie script or what? Can you see that? Can you see that? Let, let's, 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 uh, if you're a screenwriter or, or if you write things, scripts like this, I'm going to give you the main plot of the script. You can make a lot of money. I want to get a cut if you do. Here we have Fernando the cow. He's just a little calf. He's in with all the other cows headed to the slaughterhouse. He doesn't know exactly what's going on, but things don't feel right. All of a sudden, the truck hits one of those famous New York potholes, you know, and then all the banging and fussing, the back door flies out, and bloop, the cow, this little calf falls out of the back of the truck. <gasps> what to do now? The guy driving the truck looks in the mirror, and he sees this little baby calf wobbling around on the road, and he slams on the brakes, and him and his overall-wearing friend in the, next, in the seat next to him, they get out, and they're chasing this calf all around Brooklyn, New York, with one of those giant nets to try and catch it. Why? Because they got to get it back to the slaughterhouse. They want to make sure and get take care of this thing. Can you imagine all the hijinks that would ensue chasing a calf through Brooklyn, New York, going through backyards, getting chased by Rottweilers, running into people, stepping on rakes, you know, maybe, maybe even getting bitten by some rats. Oh, and you, and you have to make sure that the cow can talk. Right? So you talk to all the other animals. So the dogs are helping. The, the rats are helping. You've got the pigeons, you know, dive bombing these, these evil slaughterhouse people trying to catch this calf. And of course, at the end of the movie, the calf becomes so famous that there's nothing left to do but to free the calf and give it sanctuary. And the calf, Fernando the cow, lives happily ever after. Wouldn't that be a cool movie? I, I, I'd watch it. Hey, listen, if you write it and Disney makes it, I want to cut because uh, the idea started here at this podcast. You know, I, I, we dip our fingers in a lot of things in this podcast. I want you to be educated. I want to give you Bible wisdom. And listen, if I can help you make a few bucks, that, that's not a bad thing either. <laughs> All right, enough foolishness. What do we do here at my take? I take just interesting news articles and let's let's find the twist. Let us find what is. Is there any Bible wisdom in this story? Is there anything in this story that connects with Scripture? Anything that you can take to be encouraged or inspired? You know, this is your oasis of inspiration and hope. Everything else outside, unfortunately, is negativity and despair. And that's what happens when you live a life without faith in Jesus. If you're a fan of the podcast, you hear me say that quite a bit. All right, what what... How does this story connect with the Bible? Now, uh, there is no such story in the Bible of a calf running away, destined for a slaughterhouse and finding sanctuary. However, in the Bible, there are plenty of cows mentioned. But in the Bible, there's also something else mentioned, and that is sanctuary. Sanctuaries in the Bible. That's right. I don't know if you're familiar with this. You know, if you're not a, a like a Bible student where you read <clears throat> in the Old Testament, God was setting up the Israelites after they left Egypt, and he gave them all this land. They eventually inherited all this land, and he gave them rules for living, diet rules, worship rules. He gave them rules on how they're supposed to interact with one another. 
He also did something else. He set aside in the entire area of what we would see as Israel, six sanctuary cities, otherwise known as cities of refuge. That's right. There were six sanctuary cities in Israel. Now, the names of the sanctuary cities are not important. The names of these, when I, when I say sanctuary city, city of refuge, I'm saying the same thing. It depends on you know, which Bible version you might read, but this, the purpose was the same. So let me share with you a little bit about these cities of refuge. What God had done is this, is that there were, there were laws and rules on how people were to interact with one another and what happened when you came into conflict. For example, it was not uncommon in that world in that day that if you killed someone in my family, that someone, probably the oldest male, the oldest capable male, had what's called the right to avenge the death. So if you kill someone in my family, I have the right to go and kill you and make you pay for it. It was kind of like an eye for an eye type of a situation. Well, God knew how, the, how it was, and what he did is he set aside what he called cities of refuge. So as an example, let me tell you what, what that meant. Let's say you kill someone, and now you know, hey, I just killed this person. Someone's going to come and kill me. I would go to these cities of refuge. And just as the name implies, you would find sanctuary in the city. Now, the purpose of that was this, is that if you murdered someone, that's different. The, the, the penalty for murder in those days would be death. But if you unintentionally killed someone, let's say you got into an argument. Let's say you got into a fight. And the, the, you didn't mean to kill the person, but it, this ended up happening in the fight. It's a serious issue. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of suffering. There's a lot of anger. And somebody is going to take, take revenge on you. They're going to avenge the death. Well, this person had the, had the privilege to get to a city of refuge if he could make it before he was caught. But once he made it to the city of refuge, then they would determine at that point, they would determine at that point if the person did the murder, murdered the person, or if it was unintentional. The, the, there, there would be an actual trial that would take place. So this is what would happen. If the person had, if it's shown that you intended to kill this person, that's a different situation. The penalty for that, for murder, is death. But if you unintentionally caused the death of someone else, the family is still want to take, they still want to make you pay. But because of the laws that God had set up, because you were living in this sanctuary city, you were shielded from the penalty of your crime. You were shielded from the punishment that you deserved. And by the way, here's something for, for you theologians out there to think about, that the person, this, this guilty party, would have to live in that sanctuary city, not for the rest of his life, but for the rest of the life of the high priest that was serving at that time. When the high priest died, the person who was living in that sanctuary city was free then to go back home without worrying about the penalty for what he did. Now, there's something deep there, my friends. I'm going to let you work that one out on your own. It's deep. But anyways, getting back to this. In the Bible, we hear a story of sanctuary cities, cities of refuge for people who, who basically they were headed to certain, almost certain death. And they were there until the death of the high priest. Now, if a person living in a sanctuary city, by the way, and this is just, in, just I'm just sharing this with you to give you just general Bible knowledge. If a person living in a sanctuary city who was under this, this penalty, if he were to, to 
leave that city, go traveling to another city, let's say, once he left the boundaries of that city of refuge, the other family could still kill him. He was only safe as long as he stayed within the bounds of that sanctuary city. Now, let's let's talk a little bit about this here. This story of this cow finding sanctuary reminds me of the story in the Bible about sanctuary cities, a place where someone who was guilty, they did wrong. And by all accounts, people were looking to end this person's life, could find refuge in these cities set up by God. As long as they stayed within the bounds of the city of refuge, they were safe. Once they left the city of refuge and they were out on their own, then literally they were on their own. And, and looking at this again, just the idea that you have to, you are under the protection of this sanctuary city, but at the death of the high priest, you would then be free to go. Oh, my friend, I don't know if you're a Bible student, how deep you will get into scriptures, but this is deep because you see, Jesus is, he is the high priest. He's not a high priest. He's the high priest. And it was through the death of the high priest of Jesus that we who are guilty, the Bible says the wages of, of the wages of sin is death. We are free. We are free to go. I want to, I want to share a scripture with you because this gives me a little bit of a window into who God is. Jesus was talking with a group of people one time, and they were, you know, uh, talking about uh, sinning and sinners, and 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 you know, they were under this impression that holy people are the ones worthy to be before a holy God. No, no, that's not the way God was looking at it. He says this. He says to these people, He says, "Look, those who are well." This is Matthew nine, verse twelve and thirteen. By the way. Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. And he says, I want you to go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice, for I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. <clears throat> There's some depth here, my friend, and, and, and sometimes as a pastor, I want to get going and give it all to you, but, but I, that's not really the purpose of this podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to give you just enough to get you to want to come a little bit nearer to the author of the Bible, the, the, the creator of everything that exists. But Jesus wanted to make very clear to his listeners, and he wants to make very clear to you and I today, that God desires to give mercy. Rather than something having to die, rather than sacrifices being made for sin, that's talking about death, he wants to give mercy. You see, the sanctuary cities were just an image of what God offers his people. The cities of refuge in the Old Testament are just a picture of what God wants to offer you and I even today. That yes, we're not perfect. We messed up. The truth is compared to the law of God, we deserve death because that's just God's law is just that holy. It's that great. But Jesus today is the city of refuge. Come near to Jesus, receive protection, receive sanctuary from the penalty that looms over our heads. And one day soon, one day soon we'll get to meet him. We'll get to meet him face to face. Jesus is your city of refuge, my friend. Stay close to him. Do not stray far from him, and you'll be just fine. That's my take, and that is inspiration to go. 